So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined on the other end of the Skype line by Shane. And it's like for us to welcome back again, uh, actually it's about two and a half years ago, I think it is, since uh, our previous guest was on, Father, Father Brian Shawtall, who's a Capuchin, born in Dublin and very much involved with the Padre Pio Apostolate there. Good morning to you, Father Brian, and welcome again to Come and See Inspirations. Lovely to join you again. Good morning. Thank Good you. morning, Father Brian. Good morning. Um, pleasure to have you on the programme. Well, as John said, we're going to, we have a couple of things we want to talk to you about uh, this mm. morning for our listeners. Now, I suppose the first thing is we better do the plug bit first, will we? So the last time, <laughs> we, had you, the last time we had you on the programme, you had just written a book which had proven to be quite popular, which was uh, Tired of All the Bad News, and that was published in 2016. Now, yeah. you have a new one out, and it's called Sending Positive Vibes. Now, yes. if, I was, if I was looking at that title, I'd be kind of going, aha, uh -huh, what's he talking about? <laughs> How would you sum it up? Well, to be honest, um, I, I suppose the, the, in, a, in a couple of sentences, um, if first of all, I, like the first book, was writing uh, away and typing away and, you know, writing homilies and blogging, and uh, I, I had you know, the bones of a book, uh, a second book published. And what happened then was uh, I sent it in to the publishers. Now, the publishers were for calling it uh, something like positivity or positive vibes. I hadn't particularly given a name to it. I was fairly sure about the name for the first book. Right. Um, but I wasn't so sure about a name. Now, I was toying around with a few different titles. Uh, but uh, in fact, the, the the publishers in Columba Books were uh, really uh, eager to call it "Sending Positive Vibes." And to be honest with you, I wasn't so sure about that. I wasn't so sure about the title. Mm. But when uh, I went for the photo call, and when they showed me some of the artwork and some of the covers, I kind of went, "Ah, you know, now I see what they mean." You know, you kind of have to see it in the round. And I actually showed a, a screen grab of it to some of the family, and uh, they they thought it was it was a winner. And and actually, when I thought about it and and and, and so on, I was uh, reminded inside of my you know my my great uh, my great fondness for and my great um, um, respect for Pope Francis. Mm. And shortly after Pope Francis became. Uh, Pope, shortly around the time he was elected Pope, I think two days after it or three days after it. Now, this is not, new, this is not unique to Pope Francis. I, I do know that other Popes, about a week or maybe a few days or a week after they are elected, they bring the press corps in and they thank them for their coverage right. of the election and the, the, the papal inauguration, or what they used to call coronation. And I, you know, John Paul did it, Benedict did it, and so on. Francis, at the end of it, as he always does, says, non dimenticare preghiera per me. Don't, don't forget to pray for me. He always says that. And don't forget to pray for me. He says it all the time. But he also said, I think, on that occasion, he said, and if you don't pray, sure, look, send me your positive thoughts. Send me your positive vibes. And so that's where, you know, when I looked at the title of the book, I said, yeah, now I see. And and it's caught on. And, and people people are... People are talking about it, and people are people are are, are supportive of it. You know. Mm. 
Well, I, I have to say, I, I got a copy of the book and I, I was reading through it, and I actually found it very hard to put down. Um, mm. It's a nice it's a nice mix of different. If I if I was describing it to other people, I'd say it's a nice different mix of things. So there's there's a couple of examples of your homilies that you've written, thoughts and mm. reflections about different things. Uh, there's a personal reflection, which we'll get to in a minute. But I think one of the ones that actually stood out for me, was, it, I, was, I, I don't know why, but it was, um, it was the homily you gave for the funeral of Ben Farrell. Yeah. Was a young lad that, uh, that died. And it's, it, it, I don't know, it, it, for some strange reason, it, it, just, it, it stayed with me for days after. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was um, uh, where is it? Um, there's not a mother anywhere or a father who wouldn't swap places in a heartbeat with a sick child. And mm-hmm. every dad and mam and nana and granddad feels the pain of a child and walks it every step of the way. Ben could handle it because he comes from good stock. You made him what he is and was. And I have to say, when I was reading the book, I burst into tears when I got to that uh, line. I thought it was, the, it was a beautiful way of doing it. And it was a beautiful way of comforting a family. Uh, I taught myself and I, I hope it was a comfort to the family the day of the funeral and afterwards as well but it, you know and then it, it, it's you, you cover different things it's a wonderful little short story there's a reflection on sorrowful mysteries there's a thing about John Paul there's a short little bit about Padre Pierre which we'll come back to um, different bits about the fundraising that you had to do to rebuild your old parish church that you had in the city centre and I said to myself oh that can't have been an easy job um, in terms of, I suppose, writing the book, Brian, and putting it together, um, when, like it's a, it, there's different things in it. If you were, for you as a, as an individual, as a writer, what was it about? What were you trying to do for people? I suppose with the book. Sure, I don't know. Um... <laughs> that's, yeah, that's an honest answer. That's an honest I mean, answer. I mean. <laughs> You know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't exactly expecting a James Joyce response, but you know what? That's perfectly fine. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I tell you, uh, like you're very kind, and 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 you know the your, your program and 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 your both your program and 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 so on are very kind to kind of support it uh, in terms of you know wanting me to talk about it on the radio, which which nicely sort of uh, gives it publicity. Um, uh, and then people who are listening in might be able to track it down. I think it's in pretty much most good bookshops. Mm. And I know that Columba Books, uh, you know, would be very open to, you know, making sure that there are plenty copies available. But, uh, but I mean, I, I, I suppose, to be honest with you, and I mean, this is not me trying to be, this is not me trying to be, you know, uh, holy or, 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 or kind of holy Joe-like. But, you know, I mean... What am I trying to do with the book? Is I'm trying to advance the kingdom of God. I'm trying to, to remind people about the love of Jesus Christ for each of us. Mm. Now, I mean, that 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 is pretty much fundamental. Now, I mean, for me, I, I, I hope I'd have to do that because I'm I'm, I'm a real, you know Capuchin Franciscan friar and I'm an ordained. I'm a priest of the Capuchin Franciscan order. So I mean, I better be about the advancement of the kingdom of God. Otherwise, what am I at like? It just so happens that, that that's 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 my bread and butter. That's my vocation. That's my, and that's been my story, I suppose, since I joined the order. And that's been my story before I joined the order in terms of, I suppose, my eventual arrival at at, at the Capuchins. You know, um, so I, 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 but I suppose I'm also sort of saying, look, an ordinary guy from a suburban Dublin family, 
where my mum and dad had seven of us, uh, where, like most people in the 1970s and 1980s, there wasn't an awful lot of money around. Mm. Like most people, you know, in, 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 in kind of, in Ireland, and especially in urban life, there was moments of, you know, hardship and moments of, you know, where's the money going to come from at the end of the week? And moments of, I mean, there was unemployment and there was, there was kind of, uh, you know, and, and then there was kind of the, another, ch- ch- you know, in the neighbourhood and in, in our own family, you know, there was small kids arriving and, you know, so, and I, as an ordinary lad, a schoolboy, you know, growing up with, with my with my siblings and then, you know, as a teenager, you know, going to discos, doing DJ at discos, at the, at the, at the teenage discos and on, on a couple of the... Um, there was a, a local radio station starting off, and we were we were kind of involved in that for a while. And also, uh, break dancing and going out with girls could suddenly become, or you know, find his way to the Capuchin Order, and 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 you know, eventually come through the formation and training process. And you know, hey presto, thirty thirty two years later, you know, find himself as a parish priest. That's that's kind of it, really, you know. Um, and the, that's just the story so far, you know. I mean, it'll take more twists and turns, I'm sure, as the, as the years unfold. Exactly. Now, I have to say, I have to say, one of the chapters I really liked um, mm. is the one. It's um, how do you pronounce it? Seraphic humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So otherwise known as overheard in the friary, where <laughs> Father Brian gives little anecdotes. Of little conversations among the brethren, uh, generally right. around the dinner table, and I have mm. to say they were some of them were quite a bit laugh out loud, and mm. um, uh, it, 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 I have to say very very funny and very enjoyable. It's, it, it's hard to kind of get them sometimes when you read them. You'd have to sort of hear them uh, yeah. more more or be there, uh, you know. But there was like there was some laugh out. I mean, there's some moments like all I need to do is just say to one of the friars, he had no money. Wherever I am, or whatever, I mean, I'll be going down to Cork now again. I have a, a, a friend of mine, their little baby is being christened uh, later on in the month, and I'm going down to Cork to, to join them and christen the baby, please God. And I'm going to stay, please God, in one of the, in that priory, and I'm going to meet that man, and I'm going to say he had no money. And, and the two of us will just burst out laughing, <laughs> because we were there the day that old brother, who has now gone to God, who spent his life as a bursar both in Africa and Ireland, and the... Antiphon on the Monday of Holy Week. They're they're somber antiphons. It's the lead into Easter, Holy Thursday, Good Friday. It's lead into Easter, and the the solemnity and the somberness and the kind of almost starkness of of the prayers. And it was he had no beauty, you know. To and your man comes out when he had no money. <laughs> it just had to be there. I mean, we and I, I, like like we're only human, and we just had to abandon the prayers. We just had to get out. We just couldn't, you know. Everybody laughed, and it was just, we, we, it was, it was just. You had to see us. We were like kids, honest to God, <laughs> you know. That's that's allowed. That's allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of the last things on, for the book that I would recommend to listeners is, of course, is actually the the epilogue at the end. It's actually written. I think it's your brother Kevin, is it? Kevin, my brother, wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. you know what? It is. It's a beautiful tribute from one brother mm-hmm. to another. I have mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. and obviously very heart, heartfelt. And there's a beautiful, <clears throat> Kevin gives a beautiful reflection about faith uh, in the last mm. last section of it. And he's saying, faith is earned and built, collected and grown and, to- grown and toiled for, lost and found again, prayed for and walked and talked and challenged. Mm, mm, and you know, it's, I would say to people, if you get the book, it's literally, it's on page 174. 
um, it's beautiful, beautiful reflection uh, on the journey of faith that we all make in life. And I, mm-hmm. Father Brian, I would definitely say, you know, you're doing your job description. You're evangelizing the world with this publication, and well done. Yeah. Thanks so, as, as Father Brian said, it's called Sending Positive Vibes. It's produced by Colum- it's published by Columba Books. And as they say on, on all other programs, it's available in all good bookshops. Now, we also wanted to talk to uh, Father Brian as well about two other things that, as we had him on the program. Mm-hmm. About three or four weeks ago, um, Father Brian, you appeared on RT television. And it was rather an interesting day. Um, what? what? Yeah. What else was going on? Well, in fact, in fact, what happened was, uh, can I just say, because I didn't get a chance to kind of, I suppose, to, 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 because you, you know, on RT television, you are naturally enough, um, you know, there, there's a lot of other things kind of uh, coming up, you know, in uh, both locally, nationally, and in the world. And uh, in fact, I was down in a place called Castle Island in County. Kerry, uh, because uh, Marie Conway and Father Mossy Brick down there have, uh, with others, the Padre Pio prayer group down there, and, and, and um, they invited me down as, I'm sort of, the other hat I wear, apart from being parish priest here in St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Priorswood, it's a great city, north, suburban city parish in Dublin. Uh, where is it? I suppose uh, in the locality relatively near, you would have Beaumont Hospital, you would have the Northside Shopping Centre, you would have uh, Clare Hall, um, you would have the M50, and I suppose most famously of all, perhaps, in Priorswood or near Priorswood, you would have the next door parish would be Dublin Airport. So that's where we are. So I'm PP there. But the other hat I wear is I'm the National Director for the Padre Pio Apostolate. So the Capuchins have set up the Padre Pio office in Church Street since... Eileen Maguire retired the Padre Pio, the Irish office for Padre Pio, which was on 58 Dufferin Avenue on the Circular Road, is now in the Capuchin Priory Church Street, and I'm kind of the point man. Now, the staff there looking after it and running the machinery of the office, but I kind of am the front man of it. So I was down in, in North Kerry with the great Father Mossy Brick, a wonderful friend of Padre Pio, and uh, Marie Conway, and as I said again, the Padre Pio team down there, and... Mossy said to me, by the way, says the RTE are coming to do a feature on the news. Uh, and uh, I sort of said to myself, they're going to record it and maybe it'll go out nationwide or something. Mm. So Pascal Sheehy arrived with his cameraman and we got chatting and Pascal, of course, is, um, you know, uh, one of these people that you, you could talk to him as easily about religion as you could, about Cork GAA, as you could, about soccer, as you could, about music. I mean, you know, just he's very, very interesting man and you know, so uh, he said, I said, but, but, by the way, Brian, this is going out on the 9 o'clock news tonight. I said, you're, what? <laughs> he said, this is going out on the 9 o'clock news tonight. Now, I had already been on the radio live that morning because I had travelled down from Dublin. I stayed overnight in, in Limerick and I was on my way, you know, through, you know where Fines is and into North Kerry that way. I and I had to pull the car well. in. I had to pull the car in because your colleague, uh, your one of your radio, one of your other more famous, um, uh, uh, famous radio colleagues from from another parish, um, Neil Boylan, rang me up because he had read a section of the book about, um, do you know the one about um, uh, Little Did We Know about the the, the 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 memories I had as a kid growing up about the buses and about the, and he thought it was fabulous. He read it on, it was covered on the journal. So of course I had just come off the radio. 
he Noel Boylan was 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 really delighted about the the the, the article, and he, he said, "I have to get this guy on the radio. I have to talk to this guy about that." And we were reminiscing about that, and then of course I came back and I got into the car and drove on down to Kerry. So that day I was kind of spoiled. So so I, I we got to the the church and people were starting to arrive and the church was starting to fill up and Pascal Sheehy from RTE and the uh, cameraman arrived and they set up and they wanted to interview me and they wanted to interview Father Mossy and they wanted to see the Padre Pio Glove and and so on and then that was it because we were at the Mass and we were, you know, involved in the, 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 the liturgy and, you know, it, the, the, the Mass started kind of around 8 o'clock so of course we went right through the live news and we were there till kind of nearly half eleven, nearly midnight, because there was a thousand people in the church. Mm. There was a thousand people in the church. A thousand people in the church when, you know, some people would say, this is, you know, nobody goes to the church anymore, or very few go to the church, or what's the point? There was a thousand people in the church that night. It was, and, and it was absolutely phenomenal. So on a night when, as I said to so many people, I mean, it blew me away. On a night when... You know, uh, we got the news that the great Larry Gogan had died that day. We had heard the news that another RTE great, Marion Finucane, was being laid to rest that day. On a night when, diplomatically, there was huge tension between the United States and Iran all over the news, all over the international news. On a night when, as we now know, um, the fires were burning... Uh, in uh, Australia, Padre Pio got one minute and forty-two seconds on the main evening news on RTE. It's extraordinary. Extraordinary. And I suppose Padre Pio. I suppose many people will know his story. But one of the things I'm, I'm going to pick you up on there, and I'm going to ask you a question about, mm. is you mentioned the Padre Pio mittens. Mm. Now, will you explain to our listeners what they are and? what it is about them and just the whole thing about the mittens because i suppose to some people like it could seem a bit a bit strange because yeah i work in an organization actually and i work with people from many different countries and mm. it actually came up in conversation one of the days about after the news thing and i you know trying to explain this, this concept of of, of 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 the mittens as relics so what exactly are they and what what is this that is involved with us when we when 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 they're involved in a liturgical celebration. No, no, no. Just very quickly to to explain uh, uh, the background. Uh, Padre Pio, of course, was born in eighteen eighty seven. He died in nineteen sixty eight. So he lived relatively in our lifetime. He was a Capuchin Franciscan friar and a priest who um, had uh, hugely significant spiritual experiences. Um, uh, which were um, a part of his life, pretty much all through his life, from the time he was a child, all the way through till he was a, 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 a priest uh, uh, and so on, and in the friary, mostly in a place called San Giovanni Rotondo, which is uh, in what they call the breadbasket of Italy, down in kind of, if you think of uh, the, the leg of Italy, down sort of towards the heel of the leg of Italy in southeastern Italy. Mm-hmm. So that's where, where, where he lived. Now, um, he was quite a prayerful man, a very spiritual man, a very holy man, deeply holy man from a very young age, and noticed that, you know, he was experiencing kind of phenomena, like he was experiencing, you know, um, 
I don't know, visions of, 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 of different saints of the Lord and things like that. And, and of course, he thought that everybody, that this happened to everybody, but he, he, he suddenly, I suppose, w- one day realized that it, not everybody gets these experiences and so on. So he, 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 he was um, ordained in the year 1910, and uh, about a year after he was ordained, he started to notice that he had extremely painful um you know experiences like you know like pain especially in his in his hands and in his feet and in his side and he kind of knew spiritually what was going on and and he he he, he kind of prayed through it and and uh, and all the rest and he he had a, a spiritual director or a person he used to go to confession to and a person he used to sort of talk to about his spiritual experiences and you know they were they were kind of a support to him and he used to write about his experiences in journals and things like that. In, 19, in 1916, he was moved to the monastery of San Giovanni Rotondo, where he lived until he was until he died, over 50 years later. And in prayer one evening, um, September, I think it was, 1918, he started to notice that the pains in his hands and feet became quite extreme, um, and the pain in his side. And... As he emerged from the prayer, he no- he noticed that the hands were bleeding quite badly, and the feet were bleeding, and his side was bleeding. And some of the friars kind of saw what was happening, and they took him and they sort of dressed his wounds and and and, and so on. But the the wounds wouldn't heal, and they, in fact they 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 kept weeping blood, but but bled quite badly, especially on Thursday nights and Fridays, every week. Uh, and the pain would be, you know, like like the tide coming in and out. The pain would be excruciating, or the pain would be just very annoying and very dull. The 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 wounds also were accompanied by a scent or a perfume of fresh flowers or sweet tobacco. Very 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 pungent, powerfully sweet smell. Now rotting flesh doesn't smell like that, but this did. So over the time they would. Each day they would dress the wounds is because, you know, he had, there was left plenty of capuchins in the house that time and he had a couple of people who used to look after him. And they would dress the wounds and they would bandage the wounds and they would put a little little brown mitten, a little brown glove over the, over the wounds, which he wore more or less all the time. Now, they changed the gloves pretty frequently um, to fresh mittens. And, you know, apart from, I suppose, times when, you know, the medical doctors would investigate the phenomena and notice that they, they, they never, the, the wounds never closed and the, the, the bleeding pretty much never stopped. He never experienced any loss of blood. He never actually got anemic because he was quite, he was quite, he wasn't a small man. He was, he was quite a stocky man. He was actually five foot 11. He was kind of a big, big country man, you know, like a brawny man. And the, the, and the mittens were worn over a bandage just that would keep the wounds kind of clean and so on. So there was the, 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 the Padre Pio mitten is a sort of a, for people, it's like a talisman. I don't know how you describe it. I mean, some people um, would would even rather get blessed or venerate the, the mitten of Padre Pio than another type of relic. I suppose relics, just to kind of explain, maybe just to take a sidestep, we would have, as human beings, great, great, you know, devotion to saints. Like, I mean, for many people, St. Anthony probably is the number one. St. Therese, the little flower, you know, Lilies on St. Anthony's Day, roses on the little flowers, Therese's Day. Um, people would, be, would, would love little the, the, the St. Martin de Porres, uh, the, you know. Some people love St. Joseph's. You know, it depends on the church you go to and the candle to light. 
Padre Pio, you know, is a saint that lived pretty much in our time, so we can kind of connect more easily with the saint that lived in our time. We can see him in film, we can hear his voice, we, we, we've seen photographs and coloured photographs of him and so on. But um, the, the mitten, for some reason or another, it, it, just, it just ticks a box. Uh, you know, again, as I say, we all love, you know, our heroes and our stars, and I mean, I have... Uh, you know, a Munster rugby jersey signed by all the Munster players when I was based in Cork and I got to know some of them and I treasured that, you know, um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a sort of, a, a, you know, a, a, a something I prize. I have, um, a, a, I have an Ireland jersey uh, signed by Roy Keane. I have a Man United jersey signed by Roy Keane because I'd be a, a big fan, of, I would have been a big fan of Man United, a big fan of Roy Keane. And, like, some people go for, like, for example, the, the Larry Mullins drumsticks or you know, the Edges guitar, you know, so we all have precious things. For people, Padre Pio's love is a very precious thing, and to be near it or to be blessed by it or to venerate it, and, and they do in their thousands, and they do in their tens of thousands. And, you know, other, some people might say, is, is this where we want to go? Is it, you know, is, is this what we want to become? But, like, the, the, the reality is, I mean, that night in Castellonia, there was over a thousand people there on a cold winter's night, you know. Now, the mitten is not magic. There is no material in Padre Pio's mitten that heals people or that, you know, brings about miracles. The, the, the miracle worker is Christ. Is, Jesus Christ is the healer. Padre Pio is like the conduit. It's like the kind of the agent for the Lord. So we just need to kind of make sure that like, we, we, there are sorts of protocols that we follow when we go, for example, with the mitten to hospitals. And there are huge requests for people for, to, for the for the for the project people to be brought to hospitals, make sure that the chaplain is okay with it, and certainly make sure that the the nurse in charge is aware of it, and most importantly that the person themselves wants it, because sometimes well-meaning relatives will organise it without the knowledge of the sick person, um, and yet you know people are in hospitals to get better because medics, nurses, surgeons, care work—they're the healers. Padre Pio is, is obviously, and, 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 and the chaplain's pastoral care helps, but, you know, the, the, I, I've, I'm always in, in have great respect for the, the people who work in hospitals, especially our nursing staff and our medical staff, because they, they, they do the real hard work. That's a long... I've, I've, I've spoken a long time there now. I hope, I hope that's OK. That's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. And do you know what? You've answered pretty much any of the questions that I was going to ask. <laughs> Which is great, actually. It's great for me. I don't have to do so much talking. Listeners yeah. get tired of listening to my voice. So, <laughs> Father Brian, we're going to... Uh, just First of all, thanks for coming on. Uh, we're, going no to, we're going to bring this part of the, the programme just to a, a quick close. So, I, again, just to, just to say it, um, Father Brian's book is Sending Positive Vibes. It's um, published by Columba Books and is out in all good bookshops. And, and also, he does blog from time to time for those that are online. He has a blog called Tired of All the Bad News. And he updates it with homilies and reflections, uh, which are generally well worth your time and effort uh, to read with, uh, with, you know, with all the effort that uh, he himself puts into it. So, Father Brian, if you stay there and we'll be back in a few minutes with uh, part three of the programme. So at this, part of the pro- at this part of the programme now, we might go for a second piece of music. This one may be appropriately so. It's a hymn by, sung by Alex Quinn, and this one is entitled Hymn to Padre Pio. So join us again in part three, where we read and reflect on the Word of God, uh, Shane, myself and Father Brian.
Let's sing a new song To start each new day Your sins give to Jesus Let him wash them away Ask your little angel To watch over you Send your angel to Padre He can't refuse you Saint Padre Pio Our Saint Artemico We've sent you our angels They've collected our tears Saint Padre Pio Our Saint Artemico Please pass our intentions To the hands of our Lord Saint Padre Pio Like Saint Francis had done he suffered the five wounds of God's only Son. His devotion to Mary with his rosaries each day. To the sweetheart of Jesus, he always would pray. Saint Padre Pio, our Saint Artemico, we've sent you our angels, they've collected our tears. Saint Padre Pio, our Saint Artemico. Our intentions to the hands of our Lord. Examine your conscience, every thought in your mind. Weekly confession for the peace you will find. Daily communion Read the scriptures each day Then focus on Jesus Padre showed us the way Saint Padre Pio Our Saint Aramico sent you our angels they've collected our tears Saint Padre Pio our Saint Aramico please pass our intentions to the hands of our Lord 
our intentions to the hands of our Lord, to the hands of our Lord.